So I'm sat in an empty church, <clears throat> as I have many times, and I'm looking at the empty seats, much less of them than we had before. The building not quiet because you can hear all the traffic that's, uh, that's going on outside. And I've opened the doors and opened the windows because this is a time for people to come in for private prayer. And it is uh, a blessing to have a building, to be able to advertise that we're a Christian church, that we, that we meet together. I suppose that we try and follow that um, Acts chapter 2 template of uh, coming together devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to prayer, to uh, breaking bread together. Of course, some of those things we've got to sort of reinvent, but we keep on at it. But as well as it being um, a bit empty, there's also an inspiration in a place and uh, and I count myself very fortunate to be able to just put my thoughts together and um, and here they are the church begins with a word now in a time like this we have to think about new beginnings we have to acknowledge and accept that things have changed a great deal, that our lives will not be the same, that church congregations will not be the same, at least not in the short term. And uh, while we've been uh, busy for 17, 18 weeks trying to uh, work out a sort of holding pattern for church um, using the, the phone, Zoom, email, printed matter, uh, smiling at each other through the garden gate, um, sitting together outside to uh, to share a moment of refle reflection, to pass on news to one another, WhatsApp, I should mention all the platforms I suppose that we've been using. While that's been happening, there has been a constant in, in my mind that uh, this is change, and change is something we either inhabit and uh, embrace, or um, or we fail. And God has always required us to look to what is constant, to put our foundations down into what is constant, and also to look to change as, as being part of our everyday existence. It's that thing about God being both eternal and existing in time. And uh, there's something strange and exciting about this, but here's, here's my thought. Church begins with a word. Now, from the beginning of time, God used words. In the beginning, he said, let there be. And there was. Word then created matter, created things. First of all, it created light, then it created matter. And from that matter came human beings like you and me. 
and just as word created those things word also inhabited the uh, or, or word organized and gave life to those things so god continued with his creation to organize it in psalm 50 we hear that he calls uh, the sun and the moon to rise and to set um, and we learn that he placed things in their order by by a word of command so he extends that command to his people through moses remember that his words carved themselves onto stones uh, so word and matter and life they're all very connected in the bible and uh, church then is this thing that in particular Jesus began to talk about while he was here on earth he states doesn't he I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it there are two important ideas here number one is that he is going to he's going to build something and it begins with a word church think about that word to us of course it means you know um, brushed hair stiff collars good behavior maybe bad behavior uh, sometimes excitement sometimes music uh, laughter sometimes boredom and frustration uh, church means building uh, usually if you ask a child to draw what they think of when they think of a church it, it has a steeple and uh, that's because of our heritage but i guess if we went to the middle east a church might look very different it could have a dome or, uh, or one of those sort of candy floss spires that um, you see around the kremlin you see the word church itself creates creates a picture creates a picture in our mind and that picture is very important uh, for how we go forward because in embracing change we're going to struggle if we allow the word church to be what it always has been to us now there are some wonderful things about church that we hate to hate to lose but we can't hold on to what we think of as church because church begins with a word it doesn't begin with a building it doesn't begin with tradition it doesn't begin with what we're used to it doesn't begin with culture i will build my church says jesus now in um, both hebrew and greek the word church has a meaning of gathering a get-together it can be as lofty as a council meeting gathering together to make decisions or as informal as just being together but if we go back to that picture of the early church just post Pentecost we'll find some features there that Jesus spoke into place first that it was believers it was 
people who were touched by the message, by the words of the apostles, convicted, brought to God by repentance, faith in Jesus, baptism, baptism in the Holy Spirit, life in Christ. And that's not to say that church shouldn't be a place where people would discover this Jesus, this life, this Holy Spirit, this fellowship. Of course, it should be an attractive place to people who don't yet know how to follow the way. But the church that Jesus was talking about had belief at its center. Belief and change. Change from the old ways, embracing the new. The new is that life in Christ. Church begins with a word then. A word about repentance. A word about having faith. So there's the first aspect, and there's much more to say, of course, about that. And the second is that the gates of hell themselves will not prevail against this new church. And we, again, could get excited about the idea of hell. And uh, that's probably for another time of thought and reflection. But if we could think of the most preventive the most obstructive, the, 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 the biggest wall we could imagine, you know, like the, the wall in uh, Dr. Paul White, the Jungle Doctor's um, story about, uh, about the animals in the jungle who wake up and find that the best bit of the jungle, the most productive, the, the greenest part, has been separated from them by a huge wall that the giraffe can't look over, the... Uh, elephant can't push down, the lion can't leap, and the, the monkeys can't climb. Jesus is speaking a word here about a wall of separation, something which is so strong that under normal circumstances, nothing we can imagine or create uh, can break it down. It's, uh, it's, it would stand against the H-bomb. But he says that wall cannot and will not stand against the church that he is creating. Church begins with a word, the word of the Lord Jesus. And that word is that nothing can stand against it. Nothing, nothing and no one. Now, this could make us very belligerent as Christians. We could go around saying, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm, I'm going to believe. I'm going to be... Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to put all my faith in God and we'll just stand shoulder to shoulder and we'll breathe all over each other. We could become very, very um, uh, hard-headed about this. But, but we mustn't. We, we just have to embrace the word, the word that Jesus spoke, which is that he is building a church. In Ephesians chapter 2 yesterday, we looked at how He's building it out of living stones. And in 1 Peter, we read this as well, that those living stones are the ones who have been brought near to him, who are sealed 
with his Holy Spirit who have been enabled to believe by the grace of God and by the love of God. And so these are the bonds that the gates of hell can't break. Bonds of love and grace and forgiveness and peace with God. These are the bonds that can't be broken. And so I suppose they're the cement. The stones are the living stones, the living ones who've been brought back to life through Jesus. And the purpose will just remain the same. That the church, uh, in its complexity, uh, in its plan, in its uh, sort of footprint, in its architectural design, everything about the church is to give glory to God. Oh, that we might give glory to God when we speak together, when we look one another in the eye. May we give glory to God as well that we believe his plan his architectural plan for this building, that he'll speak it into life. That as he speaks and as he uh, convicts us in our hearts, yes, we can let go and even demolish the things that are the old things, but that looking forward, we can accept that word, that word that the gates of hell will not prevail against this. So, a time of change, a time of something new. Lord, we pray that you would make yourself known to us by your word, that eternal word, that creative word, that commanding word, that admonishing word. Lord, that you would speak to us, that we would hear your voice and obey your commands and together learn to devote ourselves to your teaching, to breaking bread, to fellowship, and to prayer. In the name of Jesus and for your glory. Amen.